0: Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 28. The more of life we get back, the more I come back to the brilliant things Jess Clark said in episode four about resilience and routines and how we need to discover our negotiables and our non-negotiables if we're going to make the things we need to stay happy and healthy fit into our lives as our lives continue to change. Tied into that is seeing and accepting our lives as they are not as some romanticised or idealised version of life as we may wish it to be, but an honest and candid view of our habits, our constraints, our daily realities and our values. Both the values we might express when we look inward and think of our best intentions, as well as the values that we express in what we spend our time, our energy, our money and our resources on. I'm coming to the end of three weeks away from work and it's been a true blessing. I have had time with people I love doing things I enjoy, as well as making time away from everything and everyone to just enjoy being a potato. When it comes to holidays, I have a tendency to overpromise to myself and under-deliver. I think I'll make a thousand plans and visit exotic places and capture timeless memories as film grain-stained and sun-soaked photographs. Then I will barely do even half of 1% of it all. Also, whilst I'm on holiday, I have a tendency to overpromise and under-deliver to myself on what life will be like going back to reality. I'll change my diet, I tell myself. I will make social plans every night. I will be a prolific creative with songs and paintings and projects pouring out. But the inevitable autumnal realities hit as life settles back into its more mundane flow and all of those things find themselves pushed out by the practicalities of just keeping life on the rails. Now, I certainly have done a little of it this year, um, but perhaps it's the pandemic, perhaps it's old age and wisdom, perhaps it's just because I'm so tired and exhausted from the past year. But I have done a lot less over-promising than I usually would. I feel like I have a much more realistic grasp of what I needed these past few weeks and what I may need to make the weeks and months ahead work for me. It certainly feels like one of the blessings of time away from our normal routines is that little bit of distance to see them with more clarity. And we have a little space and energy to play away from our usual constraints. One place I've been doing that the past couple of weeks is with breakfast. I found myself in a real breakfast rut recently. I know I need a meal full of protein to refuel after workouts and plenty of vegetables to keep me full for the morning and that often leaves me just coming back to faithful easy meals which whilst easy to cook in a mindless morning state are also starting to get a little dull. So with some of my extra time I've been having a little play around with breakfast ideas One of my new favourites is pastrami egg and cheese. That's a toasted English muffin topped with slices of pastrami along with one or two scrambled eggs which I pull together in the pan, place a slice of cheddar on top and then pop a lid on just long enough to let the cheese melt and the eggs finish cooking. I like it with fresh rocket or watercress and some sriracha and whilst it works well in a muffin it would be great in a bagel and quite frankly it's quite delightful in a brioche bun. Because I'm not cooking up turkey sausages, which have become a mainstay of my breakfast routine, it will fit in my busy work mornings and it's easily served alongside some butter mushrooms or a big side salad of leaves. It's something I've made a few times and feels like a really nice addition to mix up my regular work week breakfasts. It avoids the pitfall of overpromising and falling apart when it hits reality. Because that is the danger with promises made to ourselves on holiday. They can find their way into overly wishful thinking for sure. That's not all bad in and of itself. It is, in the end, our expressed reflective values coming to the front and asserting themselves. But the challenge comes when they meet our reality and our first plan for putting them into action doesn't work. The question then becomes, will we bail or will we use that moment to learn something about ourselves and our reality that will help us to try again? In cognitive behavioural therapy, each failure is an opportunity to find another input into our cycle of thoughts, feelings and behaviours, which can help make the process work better. It is a phrase I've heard used grist for the mill. We learn what works and what does not work, what is important and what is unimportant, what is something we have the power and influence to change and what is something outside of our control, what is negotiable and what is non-negotiable. Then with a little reflection we can look to see how we might try new things or approaches in ways which may actually work. This process feels particularly important when thinking about all the things that are returning post-pandemic, thinking about what is negotiable and what is not, and looking for ways to make things fit back into life that lines up with what is important to each of us. When something is so important, you just have to make it work. For example, time with people I love is so non-negotiable for me at this point. Despite being someone who very much needs time alone to recharge, I also see in myself that when I indulge that tendency too far for too long, it starts to turn into cycles of thought and feeling, which are precursors to depressive episodes. In the height of lockdowns, we had to be incredibly negotiable about how we spent time with people we love. But even now, I'm finding that I'm still having to be negotiable about the how to make something I need fit with the realities of just not yet feeling comfortable in restaurants and theatres and the places we might spend time with others. This may sound wild, but recently, running has been such a non-negotiable for me. The time outside the releasing of stress hormones, the space away to think and let the mind run away whilst the body does the same, the calories burned, allowing me to be more free with my food choices each day, the sense of achievement and appreciation for my body. It all has been such an important grounding place for me and my mental health this year. So I'm actually quite excited that from Monday in England, isolation will be replaced by advised testing for fully vaccinated people. I was comforted by some good data on this by the Zoe COVID Symptom Tracker app. I will link to the video in the show notes for this week's episode. That video really helped me understand the scale of what in the UK has been dubbed the pingemic, and how testing, particularly for vaccinated people, looks like a much more balanced approach to returning life to something more like normal. And for me, it feels like a big step forward for making many more things potentially work for me again. Plus, we have talk of booster shots and flu shots, and we still have face masks if we want them. And as my holiday time begins to end and work life starts again, more things will start to return. And I'm finding my feet again, finding ways to make things work that need to work. It's no secret that I don't love how things are right now and how we got here. But it is what it is and sometimes we have to find within ourselves the capacity to just make it work. Knowing what is negotiable and what is not will help. Knowing what is ours to change and what is not can help too. But most of all, knowing we have what it takes. We can make it work. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at lifeaftervax, V-A-X, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.